Welcome to our sermon. I am Pastor Nathan Escarga, and I am sure that God will speak to you through his word today. Uh, and, and the question that we would ask is, what, what is my purpose right now? What is my purpose right now? And uh, what, what should I be doing right now? And in this passage, uh, we get a picture of who Jesus Christ is. And I'm, I'm coming to recognize more and more um, of who Christ is and the life that we have in him and through him. I'm recognizing more and more uh, the aspect of, of peace, the aspect of hope, the aspect of, of stability in and through Jesus Christ. Just say thank you for that. It says, in the beginning was the Word. So when creation was created, the Lord Jesus was there. Uh, and we'll see uh, Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In verse 14, it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld him full of, of grace and truth. Uh, Jesus was right from the beginning. It's not like he had a beginning. He always existed. But right from the beginning, he was there. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. In and through Jesus Christ. In, in, in Jesus is life. And life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Another thing of, it's not just a thing of the comprehension of the, the word of God or the who God is. But it's also the apprehension. To apprehend something is to grab a hold of something. And... Uh, in the darkness, the darkness did not comprehend or apprehend it, that light that shines in the darkness. Now, before I start, uh, or as I begin here, uh, regarding this, what is my purpose right now? What is my purpose in life right now? Uh, first of all, we've we got to ask the question, are we alive? Say, of course, of course I'm alive. See, if there's no life, if there's no light, there's no life. If Jesus, as it says here, Jesus is the, the source of life. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Jesus is the source of light. Jesus is the source of life. If we don't have Jesus, we don't have life. There is no light within us without Jesus Christ. Now this is uh, significant. You know, we know, that in Jesus Christ we have life. And you recognize that as you grab the hold of Jesus, as you apprehended life in Jesus Christ, you came to life. This passage I've read many times throughout this past year, Ephesians 2 from verse 1, we recognize that we were dead we were dead without the Lord. And you, he made alive. 
who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh. It was about me. It's about what I wanted to do, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Without Jesus, we are dead. Yeah, we might be walking around. It says here that we walked according to the course of this world, according to the things of this world, the way of this world, and according to the prince of the power of the air, according to Satan, who is the prince of the power of the air, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, the grace of God extended to us, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kingdom towards us in Christ Jesus. So that which is still ahead of us, to, to know the riches of his grace in the ages to come. We're just talking about eternity. And it was just like, when you start to think about eternity, you recognize it's hard to fathom that which would be for eternity, that which would be forever. We, it's hard to, to grasp this thing, but yet, the Lord is saying that he's going to, uh, in the ages to come, he'll show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus, because of Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. It's not because of how good you were and what you have accomplished. We're not good enough. It says, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We were saved by grace. The grace of God extended to us through faith as we placed our faith in Jesus Christ. And it says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So before everything was, was made, God had already prepared beforehand certain things that we should do a way to walk, and what to do. So, as you look at yourself, in Christ, you are alive. You have life in Jesus Christ. And as we are alive in Christ, that we would walk in the plans and, and the, the works. We were created for good works, that we should walk in them. We were designed to do certain things, to walk along a certain path of life, and that we would, that those, that path would be fulfilled, or that, that will of God would be fulfilled in us and through us. I say all of that to say this. I have a, a burden, a deep concern for 
those that don't know Christ. Upon me, I don't know about you, but there is only so much time left. We are running out of time before the Lord returns. We are alive in Christ. There are so many that are not. They are not alive in Christ. They are dead in trespasses and sins. And the Lord desires that life would come to them. This world is being shaken. And Jesus said that what is happening right now, we would see at the end of time. And some of the signs, just knowing that this world is being shaken, I don't know about you, but in the last two years or so, there has been a shaking that's been taking place. And um, when the disciples came to Jesus privately, they, they said, Lord, tell us, when will these things be? Matthew 24, 4, verse 3. And what will be the sign of your coming and, and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. And there has been a deception to a certain extent that has been happening. And the attempt has been even within the church, even within the body of Christ. And we'll just talk about that briefly. Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Conflicts. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. I just uh, looked at the uh, news briefly yesterday. And uh, Abbotsford or Abbotsville in, in uh, British Columbia uh, is totally flooded. And streets, I, I heard somebody mentioning that even Vancouver is, is basically isolated. And different places, streets have been washed out, bridges have been washed out. And... Um, some might say, well, you know what, uh, a, new, a new season is coming and uh, just in a few uh, months we start a new year and everything will be back to normal. We're going back to normal. According to the word of God, it says all these different things. There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. And these are the beginning of sorrows. These are the beginning of sorrows. You say, Pastor. It says in verse 9, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake, because you carry my name. You're a Christian of Christ. They will deliver you up to, up to tribulation and kill you. You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. 
but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now listen to verse 14. I want to focus in on this. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. There has been such an unctioning upon me to do whatever it takes that the gospel of Jesus Christ would get out. That the gospel would, would get out. You say, well, what, what, what's so important about the gospel? The gospel is how you came to know Jesus Christ. It's, the gospel is how we come to have life. How we get from a place of being dead in trespasses and sins to a place of having life in Jesus Christ. And it says here, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. The gospel needs to go out. So in the past two years, this is what I've come to recognize, that there have been distractions within the church. There's been distractions that the gospel would not be shared. And so I'm not just saying here in this church, or, but I'm saying that across the, the, the body of Christ, there has been these things that would, would grab a hold of our attention. And I'm not saying that it's, these things aren't happening, but what I am saying is that it's a distraction from what God would have us do in these last days, that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. And so rather than this being a focus, the focus has been the situations that we are in. The focus has been, well, there's COVID out there. The focus has been around our health and our, our well-being and our safety in health. To have health and safety and going to the varying extremes. And so these, these distractions are there. The, the politics of it, the, the extreme fear-mongering to have people shut down to the extent, but you know what, I can't even leave my house. And some, even when they're, we've been locked down or there's been lockdowns, even without the lockdowns, there's a fear of, of that, that sometimes even creeping within the church that I can't even go out. I cannot interact with anybody. And these distractions has taken away from what the Lord is saying that in the end times, as difficult and as extreme as it may be, that the gospel of the kingdom would be preached. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ, would be shared with others. And so we get distracted. You know what I found? One of the biggest distractions, along with COVID and the lockdowns, is this. We are forced to stay in. We are forced to be together. And so what happens when you're forced to do these things and there's nothing else to do or whatever? You know what? Hey, people were... Hey, let's, uh, we, we'll have some times of recreation. Even our government, well, you know what? If you can't work, I'm going to provide, we're going to provide for you income so you don't have to worry about it. Just stay at home to the point where some people are saying, hey, I'll just stay at home because I, I'm, I'm, I can at least, I don't even have to work. These things are distracting. And so now, even now, it's like, you know what? I just, I... I just want to have some time for myself. 
We get, we've gotten used to perhaps the things of recreation and just downtime that we struggle perhaps with the interactions with others. You know, it's kind of hard for people to come to Jesus when they don't hear about Jesus or, or there's nobody to tell them about Jesus because there's no connecting. As Paul says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For the righteousness, for in it, in the gospel of Christ, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith, that we would have our faith in Jesus Christ. You and I, listen, we can be at a place of salvation, be at a place of salvation. We know that we're going to make it, and that's where it remains. As long as I make it, I'm going to make it. I'm good. I'm going to make it. My faith is in Jesus Christ. But here the Lord is saying that the gospel, as we see these things happening, as Jesus mentioned or shared with his disciples, he said, this is how it's going to be in the end, that the gospel would be going out that it would be preached in all the world. Do you know how to lead someone to Christ? Do you know what the gospel is? There's a distracting, a distracting from this taking place. To the point that some have fallen asleep. Some have fallen asleep. You know what? I am comfortable where I'm at. Yeah, there's stuff going around, but I'm okay. It's all right. And some have fallen asleep. They've been lulled into a, a place and a condition of being asleep. It says, for you were once darkness. You were once darkness. We were dead. We had no life. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. You may say, well, pastor, I'm not sure that relates to today. In Romans 13, verse 11, it says, And do this, knowing the time, that now it is time, high time to awake out of the sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand, therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. 
Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. We are children of the light. That there would be a waking up, there would be a shining from us. The thing about light is this. A person that is living in darkness, a person that is in darkness, doesn't often know where they are at. They don't even know where they are at spiritually before God. Conversation I had recently with somebody is, because there was a, hey, I'm a believer. I profess to be a believer. But I'm going to continue in sin. I'm going to continue in something. And without being judgmental, without condemning, very gently said to this individual, I said, this thing of where you are at, are you aware that as you continue in this practice of sin, you won't make it you're not gonna make it and I'm not hey listen I'm not here to judge you I love you I care about you and I want for you to spend eternity with God but as you continue according to the Word of God those that practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God that means you're not gonna make it say pastor do we do we have to be so listen when you are light those that are around you that are of darkness will struggle being around you as you are light to them. And sometimes there's in the light, they look at themselves and they recognize, man, I'm, I'm dirty. I'm dirty. When the light goes on, you suddenly see around you That we would be children of light, not to necessarily point out the things of sin, but to, to let people know, yes, there is sin, but there is a way out. So, what can I do to be a light? What can I do to be a witness? of Christ a few months ago there were two words that the Lord gave that sort of set the course for the last almost two months now the one word was set the other word was launch two words that came I don't know if you remember that from a few months back because it put into action or into place some instruction so the last two months from this this thing of set and launch we had two courses running so if you didn't have a chance to watch 
one or the other of the courses, watch both of them. The one that Pastor Nathan was uh, teaching the last six weeks is called Solid Foundations, Knowing What We Believe. So you can go back and catch that uh, if, you, if you didn't have a chance to see it, to look at it. Because it says in Ephesians 4 verse 14, it says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. In the last days, there's going to be winds of doctrine, even doctrines of demons that would people would be exposed to within the church, even brought by those that would deceive. They're either deceived and they're sharing things, or they are deceiving. They know what they're saying isn't right, and they're still saying it. Jesus said, and I, I read this right from the beginning of, in Matthew chapter 24, he says, the very first thing he says is, take heed that no one deceives you. And some of the foolishness that is out there at this point in time. I've heard different things in the last little while. Like one of them being, you know, the, the book of Revelation has already been done. What? I've heard people say, you know what? I'm going to be going or we're going to be going through the tribulation. Now, I'm not saying that we're not going to have tribulation. We, we know that there's going to be persecution and tribulation. The Lord said we would have it before the end. But what is coming goes way beyond anything we're going through right now. As he says, this is just the beginning of the sorrows. Now, we would not be overwhelmed or distracted by the Lord says, hey, I want you that the, the gospel of the kingdom of God would go out and be going out into the world. That is why at this point in time, there has been a push to get certain things into place. This one thing of not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine is one of the reasons that we had this series that Pastor Nathan went through is knowing what we believe. What do we believe? What does the Word of God say? That we're not tossed to and fro. The gospel has to go out. It says, but speaking the truth in love, this is Ephesians 4, 15, but speaking the truth in love, we may grow up may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. We become more and more like Jesus. You know what? When it comes to becoming more and more like Jesus, Jesus loved people. Sinners, didn't matter what background he loved people, didn't care for those that were religious But he loved the sinner. He loved the ungodly. He loved even those that were enemies of God. He loved them. Romans 5 verse 8 says that God demonstrated his love to us. And that Jesus died for us. 
Jesus died for us. And so that we would become like Jesus, that there would be a desire to see others. The heart of God was the fact that Jesus came was that none should perish, that all should come to repentance, all should come to life. And so in these last days that we can fulfill what the Lord says that should be happening. Lord, am I being distracted from my purpose at this time that the gospel of Jesus Christ would go out? Am I being caught up by the things of life that I, I, I don't have time? Have I been caught up with the things of, well, you know what? I need to have my recreational time. I need to have time for myself. And so I, it gets to the point where we, we don't spend time or take time with anybody. We can't share the gospel if we're not interacting with people. If you haven't caught the session, I know uh, the other session that was going on in the last six weeks, we had six sessions in the studio that was basically about sharing life with others. It's all about sharing life with others, sharing Jesus with others. If you haven't caught that, go back and go through that series. It's about sharing Jesus, what Jesus can be to others in the Gospels. We grab a hold of it. The beautiful thing about the last six weeks is it was all recorded. It could be you can go over it again or share it with somebody else and say, hey, this is what I, how I can share Jesus. I can share Jesus with others. Because without the source of life, without light, without Jesus Christ, people are dead or they're perishing. People need Jesus. And so we would be ready Set, go. This is what we're, part of the reason we had this thing of being set to go forward, that we are being equipped to go forward to minister the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. What is my purpose right now? That I'd be a light and a witness to those that I come in contact with. Whether you're at work, whether you're going to the grocery store, or whether you're talking to your neighbors or whatever, whether you're getting together with somebody for a coffee or you're, you're inviting somebody over to, to, to connect with them. We need to do this. The last, uh, just in the last week or, or so, week and a half or so, there's been a real urging that this season that we are coming into or is starting with Christmas, for some it's a time where people, oh man, I just can't wait for Christmas. For others it's a thing is I cannot, I, I cannot endure Christmas season. There's such, such an extreme. And so the, just on my heart, the last uh, week and a half or so, is just what can I do? over the course of the next month and a half. What can I do personally in the next month and a half that would bring life to others? What can I do? 
And what can we do as a church? What can we do as a church to bring life to others? What is it that we can do together? One of the things that, uh, that comes to mind is the simple thing of inviting somebody to church. Don't even have to say anything. It's, hey, you want to come to church? Come to church with me. And there's an opportunity for people as they come to church to hear about Jesus. That Jesus can take care of their, their present and their future and their eternity. They don't have to worry. That they would be hearing that even as they would come. Or that there would be some connecting in some way with those that don't know Christ or those that have walked away from Christ or those that have backslidden or those that are struggling. Not to say, hey, we can't get together with the, those that are, are strong in the Lord. Absolutely enjoy the times that we can get together. It says in Ephesians 4.16, it says, From whom? From the head. From Jesus Christ. From him. That whole, the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. As we are together, there's so much. I appreciate you. I thank God for, for the body of Christ, for the different parts doing different things, for the edifying of the whole. Every part. So let me read again from actually from verse 14. It says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But rather, we, speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, from the head, from Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. There's a working together according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. You know what? There's been a distracting from every part doing what it's supposed to. There's been a distracting from perhaps the edifying, the building up, the strengthening of all the parts of the whole body in love. In love. Lord, what is it you would have me do even within the body? Not just to extend out, but within the body. That there would be a getting involved to do your part to come to life, that, that member, any part of your body that's not functioning properly, it's like, okay, the whole body feels it. When your back is out, you're, you're almost incapacitated or it's very hard to do anything, especially when your back, the structure 
of your your being is is not functioning properly but every part doing what it's supposed to of coming to life of getting involved if you'd noticed the last number of Sundays there there have been these video clips of different areas that you can get involved in the church and I know many of you are involved in the church in one way or another but that there would be a getting involved within the church what is my part what is my role what is my function within the body of Christ what is it that you would have me do and so these opportunities not to say that they're finite and that you can't go past those things but just to give you opportunity in the different strands of ministry that are available here at the church I believe those uh, little video clips are are on our website White Lighthouse Niagara and you can access them and uh, some of you have already said hey I, oh, I didn't know that I, I want to get involved in this area there's areas of need that we can minister or be a minister of or to those areas of need Lord use may the beautiful thing is that the Holy Spirit is there to give us gifts in fact the Lord has given us gifts and that we would use them in first Peter 4 and once again it talks about in the last days it says but the end of all things is at hand Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. I thank God for your, you as you take time to pray and intercede. And not only do you take time on your own, but so many of you come here for corporate prayer and join in with corporate prayer. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. I know sometimes that, that's hard. But love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. In these last days, but the, the end of all things is at hand, and as each one has received a gift, Minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. I don't understand. Oftentimes people say, oh man, I wish I had that gift. I wish I had this gift. And I want to do these different things. If only I had it. And there's others that have those gifts. It's like, I don't want to commit in any way. I don't want to use my gifts. I don't understand. And once again, there's this distraction. Sometimes I think it's a thing of of sacrifice, perhaps necessary. I don't want to sacrifice. I don't want to commit. And so what happens is there's a bearing of the gifts God has given. And so there's a distracting from our part within the body of Christ to do what we're supposed to do for the, the blessing and the edification of the rest of the body. So part of it is 
man, I, I need to use the gifts that God has given me. What is my purpose right now? To use the gifts that God has given me. And it's interesting here, it says that each one has received a gift, even as the end of, of all things is at hand, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And then it, it divides into two. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. So there's this aspect of communication. I've been talking about the fact that we need to share the gospel. We need to communicate with others. We need to interact. We need to connect with others. And there's, so there's a communication that takes place. So those, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. And so often the things that we talk about, the things that we say, have nothing to do with God. We get excited. Hey, I got excited. I didn't even watch the game or part of the, maybe part of the game. No, I didn't even watch any of it. Yeah, go Bills, go. You guys won. Yeah. You know, we get excited about the Leafs winning a game. We can talk about the game. But when it comes to talking about being an oracle of God, what would God have me say right now? I'm not saying that you can't talk about hockey or you can't talk about the Bills game or whatever, but I, what I am saying is this. Lord, let me be an oracle of yours so that if I speak, when I speak, that it isn't just about everything else but you. Let me hear from you. What is my purpose right now? My purpose right now is, Lord, that I would be used to be an oracle of you, that I can tell others about Jesus Christ. And it goes on to say, if anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies. I'll tell you right now, man, when you step out to do something that you know, man, this is a sacrifice on my part because of time and effort, and, and whatever it may be, money, whatever it may be. The Holy Spirit will supply the ability that you need to do what you need to do. Now, I recognize that. I recognize that. It's like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm tired. And yet, the Lord gives us strength by His Spirit to minister or to continue if anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be all the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. What a beautiful end of this chapter. And Peter, 1 Peter chapter 4, there's a, this thing of let these things be, especially as the end is near. Lord, let us minister by the Holy Spirit, by the ability that God supplies by the Holy Spirit, the gifts that he has given. We have a life in and through Jesus Christ alone. There is no life in anything else in him alone. And that there would be a ministering of Jesus at this time. So Lord has called us to minister to others, to share the gospel. Matthew 28, verse 16. 
Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him. And there's a little phrase. But some doubted. What? They saw, they had seen Jesus crucified and buried. And now here he had risen from the dead and he was right in front of them. And it says some doubted. I don't understand. How can that even be? What, what, how could they even doubt when they saw it with their own eyes? And I don't know. What, were, were they, how were they distracted? That they couldn't believe that Jesus had risen from the dead when he was standing right before them? And in Mark, in the account in Mark, it talks that he, he rebuked them for their unbelief. And it goes on in Matthew 28, verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Closes off the gospel according to Mar uh, Matthew. I'm going to be with you right to the end of the age as you go out to make disciples. And we would say, Lord, I want to do that. Or I'm going to do that. The Lord says, well, I'm going to be with you right to the end. You want to make a follower of Jesus Christ, of me, I will be with you no matter what. It does not matter about distractions. For goodness sake, for those that are maybe <clears throat> watching online, <clears throat> and there's a thing of, well, you know what? I can't do anything. I'm limited. Listen, that we wouldn't do it in our own strength. We'd do it. The Lord says, I'm going to be with you, but go, let's do it. Let's make disciples. That we would not be distracted, that we not doubt. Say, well, no, 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 I can't do that because I, I, I don't know what's going to happen to me. There's so many things on, going on around me, and I don't know, maybe I, I will contract something, I, I will get something. I'm going to go out in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go out in obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ to make followers of Jesus Christ. And the Lord says, I'm going to be with you right to the end of the age and right until I come back. The thing that, that disturbs me, I would not want anybody to go through the great tribulation. Just last week, I was saying to somebody, I was saying, As they said, I don't believe. I do not believe. They're an unbeliever. I don't believe. I said, when the trumpet sounds and all the believers are gone, I said, whatever you do, don't take the mark. I said, it'll probably cost you your life. 
but don't take the mark. My, my heart and desire, and I pray that is all of our heart and desire, Lord, work through me to reach other people. That there would be a light in exposing, not don't, don't cop out on the gospel. Don't water down the gospel. Listen, you can talk about sin, and with the talking of sin he is the, the, and the recognition that is sin that separates us from God, but Jesus took care of all of our sins if we place our faith in him. Jesus took care of all of our sins. And so that you would present the good news that we can have life now. We can have a full life regardless of what is going on, regardless of the persecution that may increase, folks. The persecution may increase. Lord, I'm going to be a witness for you. I'm going to be a witness for you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. John 1, 11. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, as simple as that, just to believe on the name of Jesus and receive him, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We're born of God. Even as they received Jesus Christ, as they heard of Jesus Christ and they received him. You know what? There are people that have received Jesus Christ recently and they have life. There are, there, there are those here tonight, you receive Christ at some point in your life, you recognize, I have life. That I would share Jesus with others that I would share life with others. So before Christmas, that you would be a light, you would not be distracted, but that you would bring life, the life of Jesus to others, of who he is, what he did for them on the cross. That is our purpose right now. We'll be right to the end until the trumpet sounds that we would be sharing Jesus with others. Connect. What can you do? Connect. Take the opportunity to meet with your neighbors. To take time to, as the opportunity arises in the course of the day, that you would be a witness to those that know, don't know Jesus. In the coming weeks, that you would invite others to time with you or time here at the church. One of the things that we did last year, we've done for a number of years now, to be able to bless others and not just bless within the church, those that might be struggling. There are people that are struggling. But to also bless outside of the church. Last year, we, we said, hey, let's raise some funds. We had put a goal of $2,000. And there was such a, a blessing that you 
the the there was almost four thousand dollars raised last year to go out at at Christmas time, and so once again, I uh, I would say, hey, for a Christmas blessing that we could raise at least two thousand dollars. If it goes past, hey, praise God, that we can minister to others that are in need. And once again, there are people in need. In Matthew five fourteen to seven, listen to what it says: You are the light. We are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. We don't cover up a light. We put it on a lampstand so it gives light to all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven that our lights would shine to those that we, we are in contact with, whether it is without a word or wh whether it is in, in the case of ministry, without a word necessarily, but we minister, or it, whether it be that we speak and that we are oracles of God. This is what God is speaking to you through me. That we would be let me read again. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So what can I do? What, what things can I do at this time? So let's uh, also financially, we want to raise, if we can, raise at least $2,000 uh, at this Christmas time to reach out to others. Just this past Sunday, um, it came to my attention, there was a, there's a, a homeless couple, and uh, already there's there's clothing items, there was food items, there was a propane tank that that was uh, given from our church to help out this uh, this couple that are basically living in a tent. It's kind of hard. I don't understand how that's possible, but to be in a wheelchair, to be in a wheelchair and living in a tent. There's no, no washroom. I was making some calls today to look to see, can we get them off the street? Is there a possibility? Because we care that we would let our light shine. Can we stand together? I think as we, as we close, we have a few minutes. I want to take just a few moments to be a, a light, to be a witness. It says in Acts 1 verse 8, it says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth, even now, in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to close this, this time here and I know for those that are, are online but after, I want that we could come, uh, if we would and could, just come to the altar for a few minutes, that we would intercede, Lord, let me be a witness. Let our church, let us, I recognize, uh, this, this can be on a Sunday morning too. The word needs to go out. We need to be used by God in these last days. Lord, I just, I pray, what can we do now? What is our purpose right now? 
Lord, truly it is to minister life to others. The gospel would go, Lord, even as you said that we are living in the last days, we see the things around us, the famine, the pestilences, the earthquakes, things are happening. Lord, it's just the beginning uh, before the end would come, before even your, the trumpet would sound, there's still things happening. But you said that there would definitely be a, a, a proclaiming of the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that it would go out in all the world, to all the world. So, Lord, we are, are looking to do that in our own part of the world here, in our own circles that we have individually Lord, we are looking to do that. We're saying, yes, Lord, use me. I want to be used by you. Lord, the, the time that we have left, Lord, that we would be intentional about perhaps meeting up with, with those that don't know you, those that are without hope, those that have no eternity, those that are dead in trespasses and sins. And Lord, that we would be there to share the good news of Jesus Christ, that Jesus died for them. He took all their sins upon themselves, even as they would believe in him and what he did for them on the cross. And as they would invite him into their lives, Lord, that they too can have life. They can have forgiveness of sins and they can have life. Lord, they can have an eternity with you. So Lord, I pray that each one of us would be used by you to make disciples in these last days. Lord, that the power of your spirit fall upon us. Lord, I just pray this in Jesus' name. Let your spirit fall upon us. Let your power fall upon us at this time. In Jesus' name, to those that are watching online, Lord, I pray there would be a stirring, there would be a quickening. Lord, for those that are, are, are living in fear, they're stuck. They can't leave their house for whatever. Lord, I pray right now you will speak into their hearts and Lord, they, they would recognize there's a work to be done that I will complete the work that needs to be done. Lord, that the gospel would be shared, that I would go from my home, from my place to connect with others. Talk to them about you, Lord. I pray, Lord, let all the spirit of fear, I rebuke the spirit of fear right now in Jesus' name. Lord, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so, Lord, I pray that this would be for each and every one as we move forward boldly according to your command and according to your, your uh, commissioning to make disciples, Lord, that we would move forward in your name and by your Holy Spirit. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen, amen. Thanks for joining us for the sermon. We really hope that God spoke to your life. You can find more of the Word of God by watching our service live stream and listening to our podcast on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.